Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of What Do You Mean You've Never Seen, a podcast that explores and analyzes prestigious or popular films that one of us has never seen before. Ooh. Yes, that's what we do here. I'm your host, Jonathan Colon, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-hosts, Jennifer Branch. Hey, everybody. And Max Abelman. Ooh, hello, everybody. So spooky. We are here to do a special reaction review of Hocus Pocus 2. Yeah. The sequel. Yes. Yes. Released Long today. Awaited. We are coming to you immediately after having finished watching the movie on Disney Plus. Yeah. Mm. Available for streaming on Disney Plus. And obviously, this is brand new, so none of us have seen it before, but yeah. we've all seen the original. Yes. Yeah. Are you guys fans of the original? You know, it was never really my thing. I liked it well enough, but I was more of a Halloween Town kind of a guy, mm. personally. Interesting. I know no. it's not good, but it's my emotional support garbage, so come at me. That's I saw fair. this movie in the theaters when it was released in July of 1993. 1993. I was not alive yes. then. Brad. Did you see it in the theater too, Jennifer? I mean, I'm pretty sure. If not, it was on heavy rotation in our house. I grew up with this movie. I don't remember my life without this movie in it. <laughs> it's one of those that just pops up. And I feel like it's honestly gained more popularity in recent years. Mm. Um, like the last 10 like, years. Yeah. Yeah. Especially since ABC has its 31 days of Halloween and it's gone heavy rotation in that. And Disney Plus, of course, once they came out with it. But I remember watching it on video and on Disney Channel or wherever it would yeah. find it. Definitely have seen it since I was a little kid. And mm. I was probably about the same age as Danny when this came out so i was definitely right in the pocket for mm -hmm. it especially now that we have disney plus because before you could only see these movies around halloween time right and it was always on. like the syndicated version and all that so good for disney plus for bringing it back yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, Hocus Pocus 2 is a 2022 American supernatural comedy film directed by Anne Fletcher, written by Jen D'Angelo and produced by Walt Disney Pictures. Mm. Yeah. And it stars Bette Midler. Yes. My fave. Sarah Jessica Parker. Also good. Not Kim Cattrall's favorite. No, but I like Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah. I was never a Sex in the City person, but everything else I've seen Sarah Jessica Parker in, I think she's hilarious. I yes. think she's got great comedic timing. She's a good actress. I yes. like her. And Kathleen Jimmy. Also wonderful. Yes. I love Slimmed her too. down version of she's, Mary Sanderson. She's been thin for a little while now. Last yeah. few things I've seen her in the last maybe eight, nine years or so. She's mm. She's gotten thin yeah. since the 20. 10s-ish. Mm. And Doug Jones reprising his role as Billy Butcherson from the original movie. Yeah. Yes. Same yes. Guy. And also starring Sam Richardson, Whitney Peake, Belissa Escobedo, Tony Hale, and my personal favorite, Hannah Waddingham. Yeah. Which one is she? She was the, the mother witch. Mother witch at oh, the beginning. Okay. She looked familiar to me, but who is she? She's, She's in Ted Lasso, you know. Oh, uh, okay. I haven't watched that. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Oh, you have to watch it. Yeah. I've heard Especially it's really good. It's one of those things I just kind of like missed when it was popular. I need to watch it. But Yes. The biggest complaint about this movie that I have right off the bat is that Hannah Waddingham is not in it more than she is. I yeah. thought they were going to bring her back. I thought so too. Point. Well, because she turns into a raven or a crow or something. Right. And the crow is flying behind the three girls at the end of the movie. So, oh, okay. But I we'll did like that. I like that shot of the crow turning into her. That was pretty yeah, cool. that was good. It was good special effects. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about the plot summary. Yeah. Let's summarize the plot. It is 29 years after the previous film, 
There is a 16-year-old girl named Becca who, with her friend Izzy, is sort of interested in magic and the occult or like and crystals or and stuff. That kind of thing, yeah. The movie starts on her 16th birthday. and Her she, birthday is on Halloween. Her birthday is on Halloween. Yes. Good for her. And Becca and Izzy have a friend named Cassie who they've sort of fallen out of touch with because Cassie has a boyfriend now. Yeah. And he plays football and he's very popular. And he's kind of dumb. He's very dumb. Yes. <laughs> and their plan for the evening is to go out into the woods and do some magic-y they stuff. They have some sort of birthday ritual that they do, which... I don't really know what happens on the other birthdays that this doesn't happen because it kind of seems stupid if they're not like actually encanting a spell, but I guess they do a thing. They were like manifesting know. their yeah. dreams or whatever. Yeah, they're just like, I hey, guess it's just like a let's ritual. be happy. It's like yeah. a let's be happy ritual yes. thing. The prologue of the movie concerns the Sanderson sisters when they're young. Ooh, we got How to see little boys. They? they become witches. So cute. Uh, they invent jello. <laughs> they did invent jello. As Jell-O. part of the plot line, the Sanderson sisters. And they the have a spider, sisters. and they're like terrorizing the town. The reverend, who's the Tony top Hill. dog in yeah. Salem, mm. wants Winifred to get married to this dude because she's 16 and their parents are gone. So they're acting as if she's an old maid because she's 16 and has no husband. Mm. She doesn't want to marry the guy. She wants to marry Billy Butcherson. And Billy Butcherson is like, oh, no, Like, I we hung so. out that one time. I wasn't that into it. Yeah. <laughs> He's just not that into you, Winifred. The townspeople come to the Sanderson's house and they try to separate them and cast Winifred out because they feel she's ungodly because she takes the Lord's name in vain when they propose this marriage to her. And they try to take the sisters away. They release this spider that they had in the house that freaks everybody out. The town starts to collapse into hysteria, and the girls run away into the woods, and they meet the mother witch who gives them book. You remember book, yes. the book with the eye oh. from the first movie. not to do the this mag- one spell. powerful spell, all powerful spell. So it's 16th birthday for Becca. They hang out at this magic shop, which turns out to be the old Sanderson cabin. Although it seems to be in a different location than it was. Yeah, I mean, it's in the like middle of the is, town now. This is the one they lived in when they were little kids. But then once they became witches, they moved to that other one, which is the one from the first movie. Oh, I think there might maybe be that's houses. what it is. I think this is the oh. one where they were. Their original house. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That makes sense. It's like when there's a president's residence. Like, oh, this is the one he was born in, but it's not necessarily the one he grew up in. Sure. Yeah. yeah. It's a historical place. People move sometimes, Jonathan. Yeah. You know? We've moved I a don't few move times. Never. <laughs> I've lived in this house my whole life. Anyway, they go and hang out at this magic shop, which is the Sanderson's old house. And this guy, Gilbert, runs the shop and he puts on little performances for people and talks about the history and all that. He gives Becca a candle that he says he has infused with some good magic or whatever Mm. for her to take for their ritual in the woods. They go out into the woods, they light the candle, lo and behold, it's a black flame candle, and it raises the Sanderson sisters from the dead. Oh no, who could have saw that coming? Everybody! Everybody. (laughs) Well, it would be a very boring movie if that didn't happen. (laughs) If they didn't come back. (laughs) Imagine if it's Hocus Pocus 2 and it's just Jeff Sanderson's just aren't in it. (laughs) That would be crazy. It's a trap! They come back, there's a lot of tomfoolery similar to the last movie. They have decided in this return that they're going to forego trying to do the life potion and just perform that ultimate power spell because they believe that that will keep them alive. So they chase these girls all around the town. One of the requirements for the spell is the blood of their enemy, and they find out that the reverend's descendant is the mayor of the town, and he's also Cassie's father. 
So they're chasing Cassie's father, trying to find him so they can get some blood. They end up kidnapping Cassie and using her blood for the spell. Meanwhile, Gilbert's supposed to be collecting the rest of the ingredients. Yeah, and he co-ops Billy Butcherson because one of the things he needs is Billy's head. But he has Billy help him collect the rest of the items. It's very into the woods. And they all end up back in the woods together. They perform the spell, which temporarily gives Sarah and Mary the same powers that Winnie has. But as it turns out, they forgot to read the warning label. (gasps) Which says you have to give up what you love most in order to get this power. Magic oh, and there's, comes with the price. I there's that a subplot that. about the book not wanting them to do the spell. He keeps closing himself when they open to the page and they have to command him basically to do it. So after they cast the spell and they temporarily get the new powers, but then Sarah and Mary disintegrate into dust. Oh, yes. They because away. The price that Winifred had to pay was. The only things she loved, which were her sisters. sisters. And then Winifred is very sad. And Becca, who has started to have some powers of her own. Yeah. Yeah. She's a witch. Becca has her own powers. The book goes to her because the book likes her now. And he reveals a spell that will reunite the sisters. But instead of bringing Sarah and Mary back, it sends Winifred to wherever they are. And she happily goes because she wants to be with her sisters forever. Yeah, of course. What is a witch without her coven? Exactly. Hannah Waddingham. They killed her coven. You know, you don't get to be in a lot of the movie in that case. So Yeah, even though she looked absolutely fabulous. She looked great. She does always Mm -hmm. look great in everything. They even put diamonds on her face. Yes. And she already glows anyway. Mm -hmm. She is the most bioluminescent human being (laughs) on the face of the earth. But anyway, the story finishes, the girls all go home, the bird flies over, I guess the mother witch is watching them, because now there are going to be some good witches. And in the post credit scene, we see there is a cardboard box on a shelf in Gilbert's store that says BF Candle 2. Black Flame Candle. Part 2. Boyfriend Candle. Boyfriend Candle. So there will be a part 3, we think. Possibly. Possibly, unless it's one of those where they just decide to never do it. Yeah. That happens sometimes. But it leaves the door open for them to come back one more time, and maybe the next time they'll reform themselves and turn good. I mean, they almost did it this one, you know. Winifred felt really bad, and she realized that love is important. Yes. Yeah. But she didn't really ever learn that lesson in Hocus Pocus 1. Yeah, and I think the flashback served to humanize them a lot more. I think they're buttering us up for a turn from evil to good in the next story. Yeah, maybe. Maybe That'll be good. It'd be nice to have a happy ending for them. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so that's the plot. And what do we have in terms of thoughts about this film? I'm going to go to you first, Jennifer. I really liked it. I feel like it's definitely more of like a Disney Channel kind of movie than something you would see in the theaters. It's definitely got that Disney Channel movie vibe, especially the teenagers. But it was great to see Bette Midler again doing her thing. Sarah Jessica Parker, they don't disappoint. I mean, was it cheesy and silly and, you know, over the top? Of course, but so was the first movie. And I love that one. So I enjoyed it. I had a good time. All right, how about you, Max? Yeah, I would agree. It was really great. They didn't hit you over the head with the nostalgia, whatever, while still having enough of it there. It was the correct amount rather than it being an entire nostalgia. Hey, remember the first movie? You liked the first movie. The first movie was great sort of a deal. I think it went over really well. It was fun. All of the characters were great. And I'd say I would only want more Hannah Waddingham. And that's my only note, really. Mm. It's a fun romp. We love a fun romp. We do love a romp. It was quite a romp. It was. 
I'm going to say it was a very enjoyable experience. I don't super care for the new leads. They were fine, yeah, but I didn't find their, their characters or their plot line that interesting. I agree, but then when I look back to the first one, I don't care about the kids as much as I care about the witches either. Yeah. So I kind of feel the same, you know, when you think about it. I was really hoping for a more interesting story with the protagonists this time than last time. Yeah. There isn't anything super stupid with their choices or their actions like there was in the first movie. You know that part where they go back to What's-Her-Face's house? Whose house do they go back to? No, or They go back to Max's house. house and My house? Allison is randomly going to spend the night there, and then they decide to open the book to help Binks, and that summons the witches again. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing that stupid in this one, so that was nice. Like you said, it was a very Disney Channel original movie plot. I didn't find that very compelling or interesting. Everybody was just nice. And it was like, oh, it's a big misunderstanding type of plot, which I don't really care for. Even, you know, the witches were also a good bit less menacing than they were in the first movie. Like with the musical number, that sort of dancing until you die plotline is quite chilling, actually, after, you know, the fun song is over. I get what you're saying. Yeah, Yeah. this one, the spell just ends when they find the mayor. They're like, oh, we found them. Oh, the witches aren't here, but we found them. So the spell is over. Well, and also the fact that they did a musical number immediately after they returned felt super cheesy. Yeah, Yeah, it did. It did. Like I said, I mean, it was cheesy and over the top and definitely just fan service. But But it was also still funny. I enjoyed it. The jokes around them doing a musical number then was still kind of funny. Yeah, it was obviously very meta. They're like, well, where's the stage? I'm always looking for the stage or whatever it was, you know, Yeah. was like who yeah. are they performing this for i i would have liked it better if they had not done that right when they were resurrected and waited until they got to the stage at the festival yeah yeah and done the musical number then i thought the stuff with them with the drag queens was really great oh that was so oh, funny. that was funny <laughs> and a great comment on you know the film's enduring popularity and how it sort of resonates with the drag and LGBTQ community. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is the whole movie is very drag, anyways. Yeah. yeah, and they do that again. They have a gay couple watching Hocus Pocus as like a quick scene in the movie. Yeah, the scene with Gary Marshall and Penny Marshall where they played husband and yeah. wife. And then there's like a couple that are dressed as them, as Gary Marshall and Benny Marshall's characters. So funny. Yeah, that was cute. I like pretty much everything with the sisters. As always, I wish that there was more of them. They're really funny together. Their interactions, like when they were in the Walgreens, I thought that was great. Oh, Yeah. yeah. I just love their chemistry together. I think those three together are just magic. They're so good. Weirdly, some of the product placement-y stuff in this movie were like some of the best parts, like the Alexa and the Walgreens stuff where it was like- And the Roombas. And the Roombas, yeah. Yeah, Like some of that stuff was actually great. I don't even care that you're advertising to me right now. Yeah, it was fun, I think, that they incorporated and introduced the sisters to new technology that is even new from when they came back in 1993. Right, exactly, yeah. Yeah, you know, in 93, they were amazed by things like paved roads. And the bus. <laughs> and the and, bus. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But Mary remembered the bus because when they pulled up in the car, she's like, oh, it's just a small bus. Yeah. That was funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I 
enjoyed it. Is it the greatest movie ever made? No. No. Like, but for what it is, I liked it as much as I wanted to like it. And yeah. expected yeah. to like it. So I'm going to say they did a good job. They did their homework. Yeah. Yeah. I liked Sarah standing up for herself at the end. Oh, that made me so and happy. She said she yeah. was, what is it? She said she was not a fool. She's like, I'm not a fool. I'm a good sister. I'm a loyal sister. You need to treat me with respect. And then, yeah, and then of good. course, as she immediately backs down as soon as Winfrey says I like that. I, I feel like Sarah did a little bit of a journey on this one. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah. There was actually character development for all three of them in this movie. Yeah. There was. It wasn't just, mm-hmm. oh, we're going to play all the hits and Sarah's still stupid and Mary's still weird and Winifred is insane. Right. Yeah. Right. Like you said, the little children sisters brought more life to them and you kind of just understand them a little more and they're sisters and they do love each other. And, yeah. you know, even though they're evil and witches, they still have their little family. And, and I like that. Yeah. I that. Yeah. I will say I didn't find Bette Midler's final speech that charming, actually, because she keeps interrupting herself to compliment herself during it rather than it being like a heartwarming revelation. It was like, yeah, 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 we get it. You learned your lesson. Now you're going to go away. I don't know. I liked it. Yeah, I think it's in character for Winnie to... Yeah, it felt, enough, it felt on position, brand. She I positions just, herself as she's always wanting to be the center of attention. I just feel like it didn't quite go either goofy enough or serious enough. I was happy that it didn't go to maudlin. Right. I was worried mm-hmm. that, oh, we're going to go into DCOM territory where it's like, oh, cringe. But yeah. it wasn't. It was, yeah. I felt they walked the line of sentimentality and yeah. still made it, it was funny and character. satirical. And yeah. 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 To be fair, I don't have a nostalgic emotional connection to the original movie. It was never quite for me. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to Jennifer's fun facts and eyebrow wax. There's not a ton of information about it, but Kenny Ortega says that originally it was going to be a remake not a sequel uh, which i don't think i needed that so no kenny, kenny ortega said a sequel would have been better than a remake because it would be more fun to bring the ladies back they're all still vital and in their prime and capable of doing so much it would be great to see bet and kathy and sarah come back together mm-hmm. and 100 i think he's right i feel like if they tried to remake the original movie why why Ooh, do that why do that, that when we have bet and sarah and kathy and they still look great and they can still do it and they're champion over the top and they did a great job why would you need to replace them no you don't need to the other thing i have was sam richardson like really really wanted to be a part of this because he's a fan of the original movie so he says i don't want to use the word surreal too many times i'm paraphrasing but i'm outside of myself when i'm doing these scenes so he was just really excited to be a part of this i would be too he grew up with the original, so it's kind of funny because his character kind of portrays that as well. Because he's a fan he's of basically, them. Yeah. yeah, like he was like, I saw you when I was a little kid, and I've been wanting to meet you ever since. So kind of again, more a meta kind of reference. So. Mm. What about eyebrows, Jennifer? I don't know if I have much to say in the way of eyebrows. I, I mean, think the drag looks were all great. <laughs> I like that one didn't bother to shave. <laughs> it was just like, I'm going to be Kathy and Jimmy, but with a beard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of fun. Yeah. So all the drag looks, I loved all those, but I was sad they didn't win the drag contest. It reminds me of that urban legend about Dolly Parton trying to enter a drag contest and she lost (laughs) (laughs) of herself. It kind of reminded me of that. Mm. So that was fun. Yeah. Otherwise, I don't think I noticed a single eyebrow in this movie. Sarah Jessica Parker's eyebrows were They were too dark. They were too dark for her to have that blonde hair. Like, I don't know if that's just what she looks like or if that was the choice for the movie, but... And she has sort of a overly white face 
they make her up with yeah. almost like ghost makeup. Yeah, that's so true. So the eyebrows really pale. were yeah. like, ah. Yeah, yeah very her, dark eyebrows, very light hair. Yeah. Her look is a bit wild for this one, yeah. Yeah, and they showed more of her legs this time, Ooh. I noticed. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Her skirt is not a full skirt. It's definitely got some big old slits in it. Yeah. She's, well, I mean, one thing I appreciate about Sarah Jessica Parker as a person and an actress is she's definitely okay with looking her age, but she still does look good. And they kind of played into that a little bit with Sarah. She just kind of looks like herself. So. Yeah. Well, let's move on to the What Do You Mean You've Never Seen Awards. Ooh, yay. All right. Max. Yeah? Since you're the one who doesn't have a close association with this movie, we're going to okay. ask you the question. Is this movie better than the Muppet movie? Nah, I still like the Muppet movie better than this one. Well, who's the winner of the movie and who's the loser of the movie, Jennifer? I think the winner of the movie is Billy Butcherson because he finally gets his real story told that, no, I only kissed Winifred once. Stop calling me her boyfriend, which that's really annoying if you've ever been in one of those situations where people are like, oh, we dated. And you're like, "Um, I said hi to you one time. Like, yeah. get over yourself. So I think he won. I feel like the loser was the mayor because he didn't even get his candy apple that we had to hear about a thousand yeah. times. Yeah, talk about a subplot that goes nowhere. (laughs) That was one thing I definitely could have done without. They beat that candy apple thing to death. So I'm going to say he's the loser for sure. Oh, he is the loser. Max? I think Book is the winner because he's in a better place now with a better witch coven who doesn't just want to like go around and eat children. And... I'd say the prelude reverend is the loser. So still Tony Hale, just the past Tony The other yeah, character. Past Tony Hale. <laughs> he gets a spider on him one time and then throws the entire city into a panic over it. And then his later- His house gets lit on fire, yeah, right? His yeah. house, later they set his house on fire and he's going around yelling, it's the spider's fault. Unless you're Peter Parker, you shouldn't think anything is the spider's fault. I'm going to say the winner of this movie is Bette Midler. Yeah, because I saw an interview where she said that Winifred Sanderson is her favorite character she's ever played. That's amazing. Really awesome. I mean, well, why wouldn't it be? Oh, gosh. She gets to just bet Midler out the whole time. It's the time. most bet Midler that bet Midler has ever bet Midler. Oh, 100%. <laughs> and hopefully this will lead to another sequel and she'll get to have her hero's journey in the last one. But yeah. yeah. I would watch Bette another Midler, one for sure. She still sounds great. Her singing is as spot on as it ever was. I liked the new songs that they did in this one. They yeah, were good choices. It would be really great if someday they would just release all of the music that they've done because you know you can't download or listen to the song from the first movie anywhere really? oh that's a just what you can watch the video on youtube but of course it's got dialogue it's not talking on, on top yeah. or anything oh that's a nope they need mm. to re-release disney do it do yes. it do it i do like a sing-along version you know how they do those sing-along versions yes i would, I would do that that was fun but I love Bette Midler. I really do. I like her in everything I've ever seen her in. She's even in this one weird movie where she's married to Billy Crystal. And I loved her in that, too. She's amazing. And my loser, I'm going to say, is Cassie. Yeah. She's a loser. Mm. She's not needed, really. She's totally unnecessary for the entire story. In fact, she creates more problems than she solves. Yeah. And she has this giant party while her dad is just out of the house. It's not like he's out of town or anything. Right. It's so He could show up at any minute. 
why is she doing this? She's so stupid. And that house is a giant mess after he comes and stops the party. Yeah. And then she gets mad at them for ratting her out. But, you know, yeah. he would have found out anyway. And then Let's later she guilt trips them and was just like, well, you didn't tell me you felt like that. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not, really yeah. your fault for not being communicative. And she's not- definitely dumping her friends because she got a dumb boyfriend and the boyfriend treats them bad and they have to point that out. You know? It's, yeah. It's not great. And then the know? boyfriend has his revelation at the end that the way he talks to people is mean and it's just that he's dumb he wasn't trying to be mean like yeah, what kind of a like, lesson thought is he that? was being funny but it turns out no you're cruel yeah so stop so. all right let's rate the movie pick a metric that has something to do with the movie and then give it however many out of five and we're gonna go to you first jennifer all right i'm gonna give this four out of five disappearing candy apples that we never get to eat mm. There was some nonsense. We didn't even talk about the fact that the principal secretary was very odd. We oh, don't know. We what will happened never know <laughs> what what that was. Yeah, we rewound it and we still didn't understand what happened. But overall, I loved it. I love them singing. I love them coming back. They have just as much energy as they did in the first movie, and I would definitely watch it again. I, I loved it. Max, I'd give it four out of five flying Roombas. Yeah, it was fun to watch. And I would watch it again once more. One more time. Yeah. And that's all I would all put I it got. on the Halloween rotation for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be fun to watch next year. You could watch the two of them back to back. Yeah. All right. Well, that's our show for Hocus Pocus 2. Hope you enjoyed this special extra episode. Yeah. We certainly enjoyed getting to watch this movie. We've been waiting for the sequel for a long time. And now we can finally stop waiting for them to release it. Because every year at Halloween, for like the last 15 years, they've been like, oh, a sequel is in the works. Yeah, there's yeah. been a lot of hoax sequels. People have done hoax sequel posters. Yeah. Hoaxes, one of those. Poxes? Yeah, Hoaxes, it's poxes. one of those where they faked us out a bunch of times but they actually really did it and they really made one it was yes. a real movie it has actually happened it is Yay. in the can it yes. is done yeah just like this episode and that's why jennifer is going to say goodbye all right everybody thank you so much for listening that's our show on behalf of my co-host and myself thanks for liking subscribing downloading leaving five star reviews you can get in touch with us by sending us an email at what do you mean you've never seen at gmail.com or follow the links to our social media please engage with us we really want to hear from you and let us know if you like this movie what you think about it i'm jennifer i'm jonathan and i'm max thanks everyone talk to you next time This episode of What Do You Mean You've Never Seen was edited by Jonathan Colon and Max Abelman. Our episodes and digital content are produced by Max Abelman. Your hosts are our writer, Jonathan Colon, producer, Max Abelman, and head of social media and community outreach, Jennifer Branch. All artwork for our show is created by James Alexander with Pleasant View Designs. Check the links in the description below for more information on how to follow the show and subscribe to our Patreon. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll see you at the movies. Thank you.